Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church on this Pride Sunday. If you would like a candle or Bible, I invite you to pause this recording and go and get those, and then return. Our texts this morning are from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8-11 through 11 and 14-16, through 16, and from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10, verses 37-42. through 42. Deacon Brian Bromberger of SF Dignity is preaching today. His sermon is titled, Guess Who's Marching in the Parade? Pride and Christian Hospitality. As 7th Avenue continues to hold worship services virtually, we have been gathering the feedback many of you have provided. And for those who haven't yet had an opportunity to respond to the survey that was emailed out a few weeks ago, we invite you to do so. We have already begun working to create opportunities for virtual fellowship and social hour, as well as additional prayer worship services, and we continue to look forward to new ways to thrive together. Members of our Leadership Council and staff continue to review the latest guidelines and city and state orders and to pray through what the church's phase reopening might look like when it is safe to do so. For those interested, we will have an 11 a.m. social hour the last Sunday of each month. A reminder that at the beginning of social hour today, we will also have a congregational meeting for those who are members of 7th Avenue to vote on three proposals. The first is an amendment to our bylaws to allow more flexibility in the numbers who may serve on Leadership Council. The second is for the nominees for Leadership Council, which includes a 13th member representing our diaspora. And the third is on my updated terms of call. We hope he will join us. On another note, if you have been financially impacted as a result of the pandemic and are in need of assistance, please contact the church office. For our complete announcements, click on the related hyperlink in your email. And now in preparation to worship, you are invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God. We gather in the spirit of the one who welcomes us. Where outcast and stranger become friends. We gather together in the spirit of the one who teaches us. Where all divisions end and peace and justice meet. We gather together in the spirit of the one who enlivens us. Where dreams and visions find a place to belong. We gather together to worship the God who welcomes us home. Amen and Amen. How good it is and pleasant to live together as 
as one How good it is and pleasant To live together as one How good it is and pleasant To live together as one How good it is and pleasant To live together as one pray. Listening God, we long to find our home in you where our thirsts are quenched and our hungers met. You give us life in community and remind us that we don't have to make it alone. Forgive us when we forget this. Teach us to hear your call as you listen and attend to our hopes and fears. In the name of the one who hears, we pray. Amen. God hears and understands us. Even when we feel lost or alone. Christ invites us to live the posture of hospitality. To whom all we meet, including ourselves. The news is truly good. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we gain the assurance that we are forgiven, renewed, and made whole. Amen and Amen. A reading from Second Kings chapter 4, beginning with verse 8. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light. 
that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will we may discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, amen. One day, Elisha was passing through Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to have a meal. So whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for a meal. She said to her husband, Look, I am sure that this man who regularly passes our way is a holy man of God. Let us make a small roof chamber with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that he can stay there whenever he comes to us. One day he came there. He went up to the chamber and lay down there. He said, what then may be done for her? Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood at the door. He said, At this season, in due time, you shall embrace a son. She replied, No, my lord, O man of God, do not deceive your servant. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Peace to all who enter here, peace to this house.
Gospel of Matthew, the 10th chapter, beginning with verse 37. Listen for the word of God. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, None of these will lose their reward. Here ends the reading. I attended a Black Lives protest last week and someone in the crowd was playing a song I hadn't heard in years. It was called Uprising of Love, written and performed by rocker Melissa Etheridge. Here are some of the lyrics. My eyes are wide open, recognizing change feeds the fires of the fear, where human love seems strange. I'm gonna rise above. I believe that love is love. I'm gonna raise my hands with every woman, child, and man. I'm gonna start an uprising of love. There's no need for hiding and there's no need for shame. Come into the sun, tell everyone. Love has a face, it has a name. I'm gonna rise above. I believe that love is love. A sacred force created me and that I had no choice, gave me my heart and who it loves, my arms to hold and gave me my voice. I'm gonna start an uprising of love. What fascinated me was that the song was written for unity against the oppression of LGBTQ people in countries where they continue to face harassment, arrest, violence, even death especially Russia, when she composed these words in 2014. She wanted to create awareness about this injustice, but also to let the suffering know they were not alone. So these lyrics also apply to Black Lives Matter and the concerns of the National Poor People's Campaign and Moral March on Washington held last week, calling for a radical redistribution of political and economic power a revolution of moral values to demonstrate the power of poor and impacted people banding together, demanding this country change for the better. Racism, poverty, ecological devastation, gender inequality, homophobia are among the interlocking evils and injustices. Co-chair Reverend William Barber calls the campaign a fusion movement, saying, the worst mistake we could make now with all this marching and protesting in the street would be to demand too little because all these issues are interrelated. Their policy demands include a single-payer universal health care system, 
free tuition at public colleges, an assault weapons ban, reforming the criminal justice system, among others. Barbara said, I'm asked, did you get all these proposals from the Democrats or the, prog or the progressives? No, I got them from the Bible because the prophets and Jesus said we will be judged on how we treat the poor, the marginalized, and each other. This is the heart of our scriptural readings today when they talk about compassionate welcome or hospitality, which are just basic acts of kindness we perform for others. All the issues and policies protested by Black Lives Matter and addressed at last week's National Poor People's Campaign stem from our lack of hospitality to those who are different from us, the stranger, by which we mean anyone who is not like us. The wealthy Shumanite woman offers food and housing to the Hebrew prophet Elisha, whom she recognizes is a man of God, seeking nothing from him. In return, Elisha shows gratitude, interceding on her behalf to God so she can bear a son. In the gospel, welcoming can be the simplest gesture, like offering a cup of water. Hospitality means meeting the stranger's needs while allowing that person simply to be who they are without attempting to remake the stranger over into a modified version of ourselves. To accept them as the fellow creations of God they are. There's no love we have for God that isn't proven in our love for one another. God treats everyone as if they were the only one that matters, so we are called to do the same for other people. Hospitality enables us to listen attentively to another's story, allowing us the privilege to see God's presence in that life. This is why Jesus says if we show hospitality to another person, we are showing it to Jesus himself because of that divine spark. We are called to welcome each other in the way we would want to be welcomed. Once we do that, there's no longer an other, but an equal, deserving dignity, respect, and compassion. Hospitality breaks down barriers we as a society and culture have artificially set up to uphold false standards of status, power, and wealth. We surrender our own biases to make the joys, sorrows, and interests of another our own and realize there's no difference. We can encounter others with a sense of gratitude, for here is a fresh source of God's created diversity. Let's be thankful we're traveling where we haven't been before and to discover some new facets of God we hadn't previously seen or experienced. Today is LGBTQIA plus pride, and much to the amusement of the community, the LGBT alphabet soup has gotten longer to encompass any non-cisgender, non-heterosexual identity. But in the last decade, the umbrella term to include everyone is now queer, formerly a word that was a hate name, but has been reclaimed as a positive self-identity. Queer is anyone who exists outside of social norms. It's a disruption of the status quo. We don't need to be like everyone else, so we can celebrate our differences as variations of our common humanity. This is who I am, and please don't put me in any sort of box. Queer is a verb, something we do, 
rather than who we are. Queer resists categorization of all people because no classification can contain everything we are or do. The only category is human being. So if you need a cup of water to live, you qualify. Queer shatters binaries and dualisms because they are divisive, invariably favoring one side over the other, male over female, white over black, straight over gay, when all that matters is that we become more fully alive as humans with our endless variations. Queer is simply accepting people who they are unconditionally, which is also the definition of Christian hospitality. I think what has captivated and drawn non-LGBT people to pride parades is watching queer folk joyfully embrace their true selves, not caring what other people think, which can be both liberating and fun. Pride is a sense of self-worth and personal affirmation that connects people to each other, creating community for the betterment of all. Pride is a form of hospitality recognizing everyone is queer as we welcome all people reveling in their uniqueness. This is also the spiritual foundation of Black Lives Matter and the Poor People's Campaign. In hospitality, our worldview and attitudes expand, as well as our hearts, so both participants are transformed. The stranger can become our teacher. There are no longer any outcasts. Hospitality is the great leveler as we acknowledge our interdependence, mutuality, and reciprocity. If you hurt, I hurt. Your joy is my joy. Separation is an illusion. Having received God's hospitality, we can't help but share that warm embrace in a cup of water with others unconditionally. So seeing how white privilege works to our advantage and hurts others is a cup of water. Bringing groceries to an elderly shut-in due to COVID-19 is a cup of water. Attending a Zoom talk on promoting immigrant refugee rights is a cup of water. Protesting against black trans violence in our city is a cup of water. Praying for racial healing and end to discrimination and making amends for past wounds is a cup of water. What would happen if we treated each other as the home for God's love that's inside every one of us? If we're going to collaborate to build a more just society, let's offer each other the hospitality we deserve by looking and honoring God's presence however different, strange, or hidden it may seem to us. Beloved community, until the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will never see peace or equality. As Melissa Etheridge reminds us, love is love. During this revolutionary pride season, are you ready to make God's dream of hospitality come true by starting an uprising of love? We believe in God, who created us 
rejoicing in our difference and variety. We believe in Christ, who welcomes us as we are, inviting us to extend the gift of hospitality to others. We believe in Spirit, who empowers us to live the mystery of our unity in diversity. This we believe. Amen. pray. God of love, we give you thanks for this earth we call home, for the shades of red, orange, and yellow of the soil, for the greens, blues, and purples of the fields and trees, for all the ways creation celebrates diversity and bathes us in joy, we give you thanks. For the reminder that we are not all meant to fit into one box, that love is bigger than that, we give you thanks, and we pray we might continue to move out of fear and into acceptance. And so we pray for the whole human family, that we might see respect 
and celebrate one another. That we might enjoy the freedom to fully blossom. We pray for the 7th Avenue community, for each individual, for each life story. We pray for San Francisco and all the ways love has and continues to win. We pray for our sisters, brothers, siblings throughout our state and across the nation and around the world, that they might be honored, protected, and celebrated for who they are. And now in silence, we offer those prayers that are too intimate to yet form into words. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Let us go forth and celebrate love. Let us go forth as expressions of love. Let us go forth and greet new experiences of love. of our Lord Jesus Christ be joy in your life pure joy may the love of God bring wholeness and oneness to your vision and to your speech may the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be both your companion and your guide And may that be now and always. Amen.